European Hearts Journal Issue at a Glance, Volume 38, Issue 8, Focus Issue on Prevention, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Lucia. The Challenge of Risk Estimation in Cardiovascular Prevention Prevention received a lot of attention during the last year. Not only were the ESC and EAS guidelines on prevention and the joint ESC and EAS guidelines for the management of dyslipidemias published, but novel and most promising drugs for lipid disorders and diabetes were evaluated and discussed. Massimo F. Piepoli and colleagues from Piacenza, Italy, summarise in their review The Year in Cardiology 2016 Prevention the recent insights which have become available in the complex interaction between prevention and risk factor control. This includes healthy lifestyle, diet, smoking habit, obesity, diabetes, lipids, and hypertension. Furthermore, the pivotal role of environmental stressors such as noise and pollution is highlighted. Of the utmost importance was the introduction of novel, highly promising drugs such as the PCSK9 inhibitors for patients with hyperlipidemia and of the inhibitors of the sodium glucose exchanger for patients with diabetes. An important novel topic in prevention is highlighted by Thomas Munzel and colleagues from the Johannes Gutenberg University in Mainz, Germany, in a subsequent two-part clinical review article entitled Environmental Stresses and Cardiometabolic Disease. The authors note that traffic noise and air pollution together represent the two most important environmental risk factors in urbanised societies. The first of this two-part review discusses the epidemiologic evidence in support of the existence of an association between these risk factors with cardiovascular and metabolic disease as well as Tako Tsubo. While independent effects of these risk factors have now clearly been shown, recent studies also suggest that the two exposures may interact with each other and also with traditional risk factors such as hypertension and type 2 diabetes. From a societal and policy perspective, the health effects of both air pollution and traffic noise are observed for exposures well below the thresholds currently accepted as being safe. Current gaps in knowledge, effects of intervention and their impact on cardiovascular disease will be discussed in the second section of this review. Increased awareness of the societal burden posed by these novel risk factors and acknowledgement in traditional risk factor guidelines may intensify the efforts required for effective legislation to reduce air pollution and noise. The novel PCSK9 inhibitors are effective but expensive. Thus, their prescription must be considered by weighing costs and benefits. In most countries, however, the cost of these drugs is only reimbursed for patients with familial hypercholesterolemia. Hence, genetic testing in such individuals has become important. Joost Besseling and colleagues from the Academic Medical Centre in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, address this issue in their manuscript Selection of Individuals for Genetic Testing for Familial Hypercholesterolemia, Development and External Validation of a Prediction Model for the Presence of a Mutation Causing Familial Hypercholesterolemia. The authors remind us that familial hypercholesterolemia is an autosomal dominant disease that warrants early diagnosis to prevent premature cardiovascular disease.
Genetic testing to make a definite diagnosis is costly, and careful selection of eligible subjects is important. Unfortunately, accuracy of current diagnostic criteria is poor, especially in young individuals. The authors therefore developed and validated a model to predict the presence of familial hypercholesterolemia-causing mutation in persons referred by general practitioners. All participants in the Dutch familial hypercholesterolemia screening program from 1994 to 2014 were included in the development cohort. The validation cohort consisted of consecutive patients suspected for familial hypercholesterolemia who were attending the outpatient lipid clinic in Saguenay, Quebec, between 1993 and 2014. Cross-sectional data were available on medical history, lipid profile, and DNA analysis. Multivariable logistic regression analysis was used for model development. The primary outcome was the presence of a deleterious familial hypercholesterolemia mutation. The development cohort comprised 26,167 familial hypercholesterolemia patients, and 37,939 unaffected relatives. The author's final model included age, gender, levels of LDL cholesterol, HDL cholesterol and triglycerides, history and age of cardiovascular disease, use of statins, smoking, alcohol, and presence of hypertension. The area under the receiver operating characteristic curve, or AUC, was 85%. The calibration slope was 1.02, where 1 is optimal. In the validation cohort, consisting of 1,436 familial hypercholesterolemia patients and 1,767 unaffected individuals, the AUC was 95%, and the calibration slope 1.06. The authors therefore conclude that their model allows for good discrimination and calibration, and hence may be of particular added value for young individuals set against current. Their findings are discussed in a thoughtful editorial by Marina Kuchel from the University of Pennsylvania in the USA. While the untoward effects of cardiometabolic risk factors on the heart and the peripheral circulation are well established, their effects on the brain, and in particular on cognitive function, are less well characterized although in heart failure, cognitive impairment seems to associate with outcome. In their manuscript, Associations Between Single and Multiple Cardiometabolic Diseases and Cognitive Abilities, in 474,129 UK Biobank participants, Donald Lyle and colleagues from the University of Glasgow in the UK investigated this aspect. Indeed, Cardiometabolic diseases, such as hypertension, coronary artery disease, and type 2 diabetes, are known to associate with poorer cognitive ability, but there are limited data on whether having more than one of these conditions is associated with additive effects. The authors aimed to quantify the magnitude of their associations with non-demented cognitive abilities, and to determine the extent to which these associations were additive. To that end, they obtained cognitive test scores in domains of reasoning, information processing speed, and memory, included as part of the baseline UK Biobank cohort assessment in 474,129 individuals, and adjusted for a range of potentially confounding variables. 
hypertension, coronary artery disease, and type 2 diabetes generally associated with poorer cognitive scores on all tests, compared with a control group that reported none of these diseases. There was evidence of an additive deleterious dose effect of an increasing number of cardiometabolic diseases for reasoning scores and log memory errors. The authors therefore concluded that cardiometabolic diseases are associated with worse cognitive abilities and the effect of an increasing number of cardiometabolic conditions appears additive. These results reinforce the notion that preventing or delaying cardiovascular disease or diabetes may also delay cognitive decline and possibly dementia. These clinically important findings are put into context in an editorial by Jack De La Torre from the University of Texas in Austin, USA. Risk scores are essential tools in the prevention of cardiovascular disease and the basis of many guideline recommendations. To that end, a large number of scores have been developed by different professional societies. Rarely have they been evaluated head-to-head -to, -head to determine their true clinical value. In their research article, ACC and AHA Guidelines Superior to ESC and EAS Guidelines for Primary Prevention with Statins in Non-Diabetic Europeans, the Copenhagen General Population Study, Borger Corona Norderskart and colleagues from the Herlev University Hospital in Denmark compared the 2013 American College of Cardiology and American Heart Association, or ACC and AHA, and the 2012 European Society of Cardiology and European Atherosclerosis Society, or ESC and EAS, guidelines on prevention of atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease using different risk prediction models, such as the US Pooled Cohort Equations, or US PCE, a score predicting any event, and the European Systematic Coronary Risk Evaluation System, or European SCORE, that predicts only fatal events and different statin eligibility criteria. The authors examined 44,889 individuals aged 40 to 75 recruited in the Copenhagen General Population Study, all free of cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and off-statin use at baseline. They detected 2,217 atherosclerotic cardiovascular events and 199 fatal ones. The predicted to observed event ratio was 1.2 using US PCE for any event and 5.0 using European SCORE for fatal events. The US PCE, but not the European SCORE, was well calibrated around decision thresholds for statin therapy. Indeed, for a class 1 recommendation, 42% of individuals qualified for statins using the ACC and AHA guidelines but only 6% using the ESC and EAS guidelines. Using ACC and AHA versus ESC and EAS defined statin eligibility criteria led to a substantial gain in sensitivity of 62% for any event and 76% for fatal events, with a smaller loss in specificity of 35% for any and 36% for fatal atherosclerotic events. Similar differences between the ACC and AHA and ESC and EAS guidelines were found for men and women separately and for class 2A recommendations. 
the sensitivity and specificity of a US PCE risk of 5% were similar to those of a European score risk of 1.4%, while a US PCE risk of 7.5% was similar to a European score risk of 2.4%. Nordiskard and colleagues conclude that the ACC and AHA guidelines were superior to the ESC and EAS guidelines for primary prevention of atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease, specifically for assigning statin therapy to those who would benefit the most. These provocative findings are put into perspective in an editorial by John J.P. Kasterlein from the University of Amsterdam in the Netherlands. This approach is further refined in a final research article, Risk Score Overestimation, the Impact of Individual Cardiovascular Risk Factors and Preventive Therapies on the Performance of the AHA, ACC, ASCVD Risk Scores in a Modern Multi-Ethnic Cohort by Andrew Paul de Philippis and colleagues from the University of Louisville in Kentucky, USA. The authors evaluated the 2013 American Heart Association AHA, American College of Cardiology, ACC, Atherosclerotic Cardiovascular Disease, or ASCVD, risk score among four different race or ethnic groups, specifically to ascertain which factors are the most associated with risk overestimation by the AHA, ACC, ASCVD scores. The multi-ethnic study of atherosclerosis, called MISA, a prospective community-based cohort was used to examine calibration and discrimination of the AHA, ACC, ASCVD risk score in 6,441 white, black, Chinese and Hispanic Americans aged 45 to 79 years, free of known cardiovascular disease at baseline. Overestimation of risk was observed in all race and ethnic groups in MISA and was highest among Chinese with 252% for women and 314% for men, and lowest in white women, with 72%, and Hispanic men, with 67% overestimation, respectively. Higher age, Chinese ethnicity, as compared to whites, systolic blood pressure, regardless of whether treated or untreated, diabetes, alcohol use, exercise, lipid-lowering medication, and aspirin use, were all associated with a greater risk overestimation, while family history was associated with less. The authors conclude that the AHA, ACC, ASCVD risk score overestimates atherosclerotic cardiovascular risk among men, women, and in all four race or ethnic groups evaluated in a modern US primary prevention cohort. Clinicians treating patients similar to those in MISA and those with factors associated with more risk overestimation should therefore consider interpreting absolute ASCVD risk estimates with caution. The editors hope that this issue of the European Hearts Journal will find the interest of its readers.